This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to the Church Boys Freefall Q&A. Hey everybody, it's Billy Hollowell here with the Church Boys and Chris Field, my co-host. And we have on the show today, Tim Mahoney. He's the filmmaker behind Patterns of Evidence. How you doing today, Tim? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So it's been a while since we talked. I think you and I last spoke back in January when Patterns of Evidence was in theaters and you had the Encore presentation and, and so many people were uh, fascinated and very interested in, in the work that you were doing in the film that you had made. Can you just give us, so listeners who aren't familiar, give us a quick premise for the film. Tell us a little bit about what it's about. Yes. Uh, Patterns of Evidence, the Exodus, is an investigation into one fundamental question. Did the events of the Exodus, as recorded in the Bible, did they really happen? And as a filmmaker, uh, this began 12 years ago for me, and I went to Egypt, and and I found out that the the majority of the scholars today uh, don't see... And, you know, evidence for the story of the Exodus in Egypt, nor do they see it in uh, the story of Jericho, which is the conquest. And uh, that was a shock to me. And so this, this film is my 12-year journey, actually starting from scratch, uh, asking the question, well, what would you look for if you were to look for the story of the Exodus in the Bible? And we found that there were six major events that we would look for, and that's what the film then does. And and we couldn't have made a film if there wasn't evidence. There was an amazing pattern of evidence for the whole story laid out there, and that's what the film uncovers. So <clears throat> you mentioned 12 years. What what was it that took, and I know this is sort of a silly question because I would imagine this is it was a crazy process with a lot of information that had to be distilled, but what? why did it take 12 years? What went on during that 12-year journey? What ended up happening was we didn't know uh, a lot about you know who to talk with, and finding people, uh, evidence that was being uncovered. And a lot of different people were, were looking for information. There were archaeologists or there were Egyptologists, uh, such as uh, David Rohl, for example. He had, he had uh, been talking about this for a long time. It took us a while to meet those types of people that said, hold on a minute here, there is, uh, there is evidence that's out there that matches the story of Joseph, for example, and the early Israelites coming into Egypt. And uh, so for us, it was just a, a long process of finding people, then traveling to Egypt again or to Israel multiple times or to Europe and interviewing those people, gathering the information. And we were just sort of putting pieces of the puzzle together over those 12 years. So, so let me ask you this, then... Um... If people are saying, no, there is evidence, you were being told this, uh, why were all these other scholars unable to find it? Because they're all looking at one particular time in history. They're looking at the time of Ramesses II, and that's been pretty much the the time that scholars have sort of stuck to, the mainstream scholars that said, listen, if the Bible, if it happened at any particular time, it had to happen at that time. The Exodus events had to happen around Ramesses II. But there's also other clues in the Bible that actually point to a, much, to a time much earlier than that. And so the film then uncovers that challenge of Ramesses. And, and, and I don't want to be a spoiler, but it basically takes it on. takes on the question, is Ramesses II really the Pharaoh of the Exodus? And when we start finding patterns of evidence that, these other, uh, that are showing up earlier in time, then we basically start to come to a point where we say, 
something's going on here. There's some fascinating evidence that matches the right sequence and the right time period as far as the distance of time when events should have happened that is telling the story of the Exodus in Egypt. But some, how but, have, but how some have they, they reacted, the scholars? How have they reacted to that, to, to this film and to your work? Well, the jury is still out. Uh, I have some scholars that weren't a part of the film that are, are really, really pleased with it. They think that this is the first time there's been a, a, a solid response to the big question because for the last 60 years, uh, there has been really no solid uh, you know, evidence for the Exodus if we go along with the, the, the presupposition that it had to happen during the time of Ramesses. What the film has done is helped uh, a lot of scholars to kind of look at it and say, you know what, this does make sense. And they might not agree with everything, but for the first time, there's a strong uh, connection between like a hand and a glove between what does the Bible say happened and what are these patterns that we're seeing in the archaeology. But somebody was able to find the evidence, so why, why were they able to find it and no other scholars ever paid attention to it? Oftentimes, it wasn't collated. It wasn't ever built in a, in a solid case. It was fragmented. So that you know, people would say, yeah, that kind of sounds like it, but it can't be because it's way too early. And that's what the film shows, is that, is that once you take and, and you start putting assembling all the evidence for the arrival of the Israelites, their multiplication, their expansion and, and uh, eventually them becoming slaves. Once you start putting all those pieces together, uh, it starts to tell a different story. And people never really treated it seriously. In fact, there's a bit of a bias against the Bible, uh, you, know, you know, currently, and they, they don't want to treat it as a historical document. So it's just been dismissed. It's just been, yeah, that's just an anomaly. Hmm. So traditionally, we've understood the Israelites to have been in Egypt for what, 430 years or something? Are you saying it's longer than that, or did it just start no. earlier? Actually, actually, uh, uh, the film and and also wrote a, we wrote a book with Steve Law, my uh, filmmaking writing partner. Uh, the whole 430 years, uh, I think, is a misinterpretation. Of, mm. uh, it's actually from the time the promise was given to Abraham. Okay. Uh, uh, you'll see that from the time these promises happen, uh, through this soldier, you know, through this journey, then eventually their family would become captive. So I think that the time in Egypt, uh, and we we basically show this uh, using scriptures as well, is much less than. So there was the time of Abraham's life, Isaac, Jacob, and eventually they go into Egypt. Okay. Uh, and then they spend a period of time. There are only four generations that lived in Egypt uh, mm. during the time of the uh, captivity. And then in, in the very beginning, remember, they, they came as free men. They weren't captives. They were, right. they were the relatives of Joseph. So, right. uh, so anyway, the film uh, sort of helps to explain all of that. Uh, and so what we're saying is that this time is showing up earlier in time, and there's a, there's a period of time in Egypt's Middle Kingdom that matches, that I was convinced was, was closer to matching the story. And uh, in fact, when people see the film, they, 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 they accept that. They, they think it's a fairly well-connected storyline. Okay, so this doesn't challenge just simply uh, the secular historian's uh, view of, when or if the Exodus happened, and whether the Israelites were in Egypt, but it also challenges some of our traditional uh, understandings of of the captivity and the Exodus. Yes, it does. It does, and I think 
Uh, it, well, so, I mean, I think what it does is it raises the questions and it gives good feedback uh, because oftentimes people only look at one verse. They don't really know how that fits, but there are other other key points that you can see um, more clearly what the information makes, how, how it comes together and makes sense. So that's what the film and the book, uh, Patterns of Evidence, uh, are, you know, it's able to, to help people. And I basically tell uh, people in the film, as well as that, listen, this is my journey, this is what I've uncovered, and there's, this is an alternative way of looking at it. But a lot of people are seeing it, and it's for the first time it's adding up and making sense. How, how did the film, concluding the film, seeing it go to theaters in January, now it's in stores, it's in Walmart and Christian bookstores, how did that whole process change you? If you were to go back 12 years ago before, um, before you got into all this, what views of yours have changed or evolved, if any? Well, I think that uh, w- one of the things is that you have to, when you have something like, you feel like you're supposed to investigate something. I've always felt like I was supposed to be a part of something, and I didn't know what it was. So for me, how it changed me is that, is that I, I didn't know where this was going to lead. I didn't know how many times I would, you know, like going into Egypt during the revolution or going to different places. I was so far out of my comfort zone. So it's helped me to become more comfortable going and doing things that I never thought I would do. And just basically, you know, the film, I I say it caused a crisis of faith, but I also think that going through it has strengthened my faith in the sense that I need to follow through and ask questions. And it's okay to ask questions. I think a lot of us have questions that we wonder about. The questions aren't bad. I think the issue is not to not to give up on them and to try to understand, well, did these events really happen in the Bible? For me, I'm much more encouraged by it now because I actually think that there, for me and for lots of other people, uh, we can see a very powerful pattern of evidence that matches the stories of the Bible. And I think that then reinforces the fact that the Bible is a historical document. And the final question for you, how do you respond to those who say that you're flat wrong, that there is no evidence. What would you say to them to try to change their mind? Well, I think that I've decided that I can't change anybody's mind. All I can do is show you what I've found and what other people are, are looking at. And there's always going to be people who basically, for whatever purposes or reasons, are going to have a hard time with this. But I've been surprised by how open-minded some people are because it's, you know the, the evidence speaks for itself. We let the Bible speak for itself and let the evidence speak for itself. And when people see that, a lot of people have basically said, I've even had atheists who've said, you know what, I really like this movie. I really felt it was balanced. It, uh, you know, I've had Christians and atheists both uh, agree on something at once, hmm. uh, that the film uh, was a powerful uh, film that gave them something to think about, and that's what the film does. It allows the audience to make their own decision. And I've decided that that's probably the best way for me to operate as a filmmaker is to present the evidence and let the audience decide what they think. Well, listen, we really, really appreciate you yes. uh, coming on the show and uh, can't wait to, to check the film out. And where can people go if they're interested in getting more information? Well, uh, as we said, it's at, uh, the film is selling at Walmart and at Christian bookstores. It's on Amazon. And they can go to patternsofevidence.com patternsofevidence.com and they can find out where they can get it. They can also purchase it on the website. Thanks a lot and thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Tim. Okay, thank you. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. 
church born.